Good morning, everyone. This is one of the few parts of the world where when it gets to 50 degrees, it's considered to be very, very cold. Um, I was with a group of friends of mine when I was in Ottawa, and the weather hit to below minus 40. And one of my friends said, it is cold. And my other friend said, it's not cold, it's fresh. <laughs> then the other guy said to him, I think I'm going to die afresh. <laughs> so despite the uh, extremely cold weather today, we're, gonna st we're still here. We made it to celebrate the Sunday of the prodigal son. By referring to the gospel in this way, we emphasize the wastefulness of the younger son. In Arabic, today's gospel is known as Injil ibn Shatir. And in spoken Arabic, the word Shatir means a good boy or a young son, but that's not what the word means in classical Arabic. The word Shatir actually means cunning, and the verb Shatara means to split or to divide. Therefore, in both English and Arabic, the focus is on the son who was wasteful, was cunning, and divided the family wealth. However, the true message of the gospel is not about wastefulness of family wealth. This section, therefore, can also be renamed the gospel of the merciful father, the gospel of the repentant younger son, or even the gospel of the ungrateful elder son. These aspects of waste, ingratitude, repentance, and mercy are perfect themes for our Lenten preparations. Today's gospel begins at Luke chapter 15, verse 11. But in order to better understand its rich message, we need to go back to the beginning of chapter 15, where the religious authorities are once again challenging Jesus. In verses 1 and 2 of that chapter, we read that the tax collectors and sinners were all drawing near to hear Jesus. And the Pharisees and the scribes murmured, saying, This man receives sinners and eats with them. Jesus does not respond by arguing with them, but rather tells them three stories. The first is about a man who had a hundred sheep. When he lost one of them, he left the 99 to search for the lost one. When he found it, he tells his friends and neighbors, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep, which was lost. Jesus then adds, Just so I tell you, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 90, 99 righteous persons who feel they have no need of repentance. Jesus then tells another story about a woman who lost one of her ten coins. In order to find it, she lights a lamp and sweeps the floor. Then when she finds it, she does what the man who lost the one sheep did. She calls together her friends and neighbors, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the coin which I had lost. Jesus then adds, Just so I tell you, there is joy before the angels of God over one sinner who repents. Therefore, the theme that Jesus emphasizes is not only 
what was lost, but more importantly, what is found. Jesus wants to further emphasize that if people rejoice over a lost sheep, over a lost coin, how much more should people rejoice over a lost son? When the shepherd finds the sheep, he does not get upset at it or kick it, but rejoices with his neighbors and friends for having found it. When the woman finds the coin, she does not yell at the coin or throw the coin out of her house, but calls her neighbors and friends to rejoice with her. This is also what the man who had lost his son does. The father first respects the decision of the son who leaves the family home. When the, father, when the son leaves, the father does not reject him. We know he does not reject him because every day he looks out into the horizon hoping that the son would return. We see proof of the love, longing, and expectation of the father in verse 20, which reads, While he was yet at a distance, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and embraced him and kissed him. God, our Father, is very much like that. God does not and actually cannot force us to love him. God freely gives us blessings, joys, and an abundance of so many good things. We can always complain that we don't have enough or that there is someone somewhere who has more than us. But we should never lose sight of the abundance that we have and make sure that we are grateful for every little bit of everything. We may focus on what was lost and what we do not have, but, but God's gift is in what we have and in what we find when our eyes are open to God's many blessings. Therefore, today's gospel is not about a son who, wa who wasted his family's wealth, but a son who woke up to the wrong that he had done and then decided to return to the father. Even more than this, today's gospel focuses on the father who accepts the son even though he wasted the family's wealth and despite the damage that he did to himself and to his family's reputation. The father does this simply because the son had the courage to return to his father. In today's gospel, the real focus is not on the younger son who left and the damage that he did, but on his return to the father and how the father rejoiced. At the end of chapter 15, we have no mention of the response of the Pharisees and the scribes. In other words, their silence with the stories that Jesus gives. We can only guess that after Jesus told these three stories, they left quite embarrassed for thinking that Jesus should reject sinners. As we prepare for Great Lent, we can ask ourselves where we fit in these stories. Are we like the Pharisees and the scribes who are so quick to judge the weakness of others? After all, it is so much easier to see the faults of others 
than it is to see any of our own faults. Are we like the younger son before he left, who does not appreciate the blessings that he has? Do we overlook or are we running away from the goodness of our Heavenly Father? Are we like the elder son who failed to see the importance of the return of his younger brother? Or are we like the younger son who woke up after he realized how much damage he did? When we do something wrong, we do, do we have the courage to use the younger son's words, I will arise and go to my father and will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Treat me as one of your hired servants. We may deserve to be a servant, but God always treats us like a beloved son or daughter. One of the most important themes of Lent and these, three, and these weeks of preparation is that we all need to repent. We may love God, but everyone has something in their life that is stopping them from loving God a little more. There is also something stopping us from loving ourselves a little more. This time of preparation for the great fast is one that reminds us to search for opportunities and to make time for spiritual growth. Repentance is not telling ourselves just how bad we are. Rather, repentance encourages us to see how great we are when our eyes remain focused on God and absolutely everything that he has given us. No matter what we have done and no matter how much damage we have caused, God is always ready to welcome us back as his beloved son or daughter. As with today's parable of the prodigal son, the problem with our relationship with God is never whether God will accept us. We have the answer to whether God loves us unconditionally in today's parable. His father ordered his servants quickly bring the finest robe and put it on him, put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet, take the fattened calf and slaughter it, then let us celebrate with a feast because the son of mine was dead and has come to life again. He was lost and has been found. Then the celebration began. The bigger daily problem is always whether we will accept our own weakness and realize that true strength comes from humility, appreciation, and learning how to better love and serve our Heavenly Father every single day. Today's gospel reminds us that although we are sometimes lost, God is always waiting for us. He has, in fact, already found us, and he rejoices when we set time aside to find 